Hey, my name is Melinda Russell, and I am obsessed with telling the stories of women involved in motorsports, young and older, from all walks of life, currently involved in a wide range of roles or sharing their stories from the past. I'm a wife, mother of four adult children, and a mama of 16. In 2017, I was searching social media for a group dedicated to women in motorsports. When I didn't find what I was looking for, I posted a message to a few racing pages to see if any women would like to connect with me. And now I have thousands of women and men who are part of the Women's Motorsports Network. As crew chief of the only media company dedicated to women in motorsports, I work from wherever my travels take me, publishing this podcast, the Women's Motorsports Network News Online Magazine, and Let's Talk Racing Live, my social media show. You will hear from women who share their stories from the grid of life, how they manage the messy and memorable moments of family, work, and racing. You will hear their tried and true secrets of success and many other topics like friendships, family, hardships, and heroes that women deal with to balance the seasons of life. So grab your favorite beverage, pull up a seat, make sure you are comfy, and get ready to be inspired and encouraged from the stories on the Women's Motorsports Network podcast. If you're looking to buy, sell, or trade the stuff that strokes your engine, anything from truck parts to classic and muscle cars, RVs to hot rods, and everything in between, then check out our official classifieds at RacingJunk.com. RacingJunk.com is the world's number one online racing and performance marketplace, the ultimate one-stop shop where you'll find what you need to rock your ride. If it belongs in your garage, it's for sale on RacingJunk.com. Log on to RacingJunk.com to find the gear you're looking for, sell your extra stuff, keep up on racing news and tech tips, and more. Again, that's RacingJunk.com. Hello, everyone. This is Melinda Russell with the Women's Motorsports Network. And we have a couple of beautiful young women today that are going to be on the podcast. We have Annie Rule and Kennedy Tracy. And these girls are connected through racing. And we're going to find out how they got connected and how two young ladies like this got interested and involved in motorsports. So we're going to start with Annie. Annie, why don't you start by telling me a little bit about yourself, where you live, um, your family, your pets. Do you go to school? Anything that's more on the personal side that you're willing to share? And then Kennedy, when she's done, you can just jump right in and tell us about you. So Annie, go ahead. Okay. So I am from Pittsburgh, PA, born and raised here. Um, I just graduated high school, so I'm in my first semester of college. I'm going for sports psychology at the moment. And I'm thinking maybe sports management too. I'm still trying to decide. Um, I really want to keep it in racing though. So we're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> um, so I started racing go-karts when I was eight years old. And it's been a crazy 10 years after that. <laughs> um, so my dad has a friend, his son races, Luca Mars, great guy. 
Um, he has been racing for a little bit longer than I have, and him and his dad are friends. Him and my dad are friends, and they do business together. And they just took me to the track one time up at Pittsburgh International Race Complex, and they thought it would be a good idea to put me in a rental cart. And I have like a motorcycle helmet, motorcycle goggles, like I'm in sneakers from Justice. Like I am not, I'm not a race car driver at this point. And um, I get in the cart and I just love it. Like I love the speed. I love the adrenaline it gives you. Um, as I've gotten older, I've learned to appreciate more of it and what I can give back to the community, like helping Kennedy and younger drivers. Um, yeah, I... This is my life now. I've been racing for 10 years and we're going to make it a career. <laughs> and um, Isn't yeah. it something that, you know, when you're eight years old, 10 years seems like a really long time. Yes. You know, the difference yes. between an eight-year-old and an 18-year-old is night and day. Yeah. I don't care 100%. who you are or what you do. Yeah. But when you're my age, I mean, 10 years is still a long time. But as you get older those years just go so fast they do and, they really and do. so you know you look back annie at the last 10 years and you've probably done so many things that you know you just would have never dreamed that would have happened yeah. and then to look forward to the next 10 and and you know so so that's pretty cool so you must be about 18 years old yep 18 18 years old okay mm -hmm. so kennedy how do you fit into this puzzle here um, well, I'm still a freshman in high school, so I'm a little bit younger than Annie, but I started racing uh, one time for my stepdad's birthday. We went to Pittsburgh International Race Complex with uh, some of his friends. He had, uh, just like Annie, his business partner was actually the owner of the team that I race for now. And we just went up there to race carts for his birthday because my stepdad's always been into racing. And I just, I really liked it. And I saw like the kids because after like they had the rental carts done they did like the owner carts so then I saw these people in like cool helmets and faster carts that sounded really cool and I just wanted to I wanted to go see them and we went over and then they like uh they told us about the league that they have for the like owner carts and I just couldn't stop thinking about it and then that Christmas I got my first 206 cart and then ever since that it's just been getting faster carts and then a couple two years ago one year ago that's when um we started to get to more of like a competitive level and so my stepdad asked annie to start coaching me and so okay then, so you obviously have a, have a family so tell me about your family well, brothers yeah. sisters. we kind of skipped right to the racing oh <laughs> uh, yeah uh a brother and a sister. One, my brother is my younger one. He's Kyler. He is eight months. And then I have a sister, Senna, which is 18 months. And then I have my stepdad and my mom, which those are the two that are very involved in my racing. They come to all my races and stuff. And then I have my mom and, or my stepmom and my dad who also come to the races, but it's mainly my mom and my stepdad who okay. help me take okay. me to all the races and stuff. So. so your mom has a built-in babysitter if you weren't racing so much because you've got little tiny ones in your house, don't you? Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like two families. Yeah, that's my my kids were 10 years apart. So I had 
my daughter and my son, they were two years apart. And then I waited 10 years. And then I had two more girls that are two years apart. And there was a lot of, there's a lot of difference between, you know, when they're 10 and 12 years apart. But in a lot of ways, it was really good because the older ones helped the little ones. And, and yeah. I think they became closer because of that. So that that's a good thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a freshman in high school and you're a freshman in college, Annie, right? Yep. Yep. And and so sports psychology is a really good, excuse me, really good career to get into. I know a gal in Arizona that had a really bad wreck and she just couldn't get, you know, couldn't overcome all her anxiety and things. And so she went to a sports psychologist mm -hmm. and I know a couple other people since then. And I'd really never heard of it until I right. had interviewed her. And now that's what she's going to school for. And awesome. I see so much need for it out there because people think that racing is, oh, you just jump in the car and you drive in circles or you yep. drive down a track or whatever you might do. And we all know that there's way more to it. And yeah, this no. part of the racing is very important. What, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about being on the track, especially young girls with guys and, and sometimes some of the comments you get and how to deal with all that. And so I admire that that's what you're going into because I think, I think you're going to have um, a lot of need for that and success. And then Kennedy, you're young. You don't know what you want to do yet. Or do you? I want to be a race car driver. <laughs> <laughs> so does Annie. So we're going to say, and I always tell the younger girls, I want you to be a race car driver. Yeah. But I also want you to have a backup plan, you know? Right. Yeah. So that's important. Yeah. Everybody needs a plan B, no matter I know. what you do. Yeah, for I sure. Know. <laughs> so, Annie, we're going to go then to the racing part. We heard a little bit that your dad's got you connected. Mm -hmm. And so you are mentoring or coaching Kennedy. <clears throat> Excuse me. So do you coach or mentor any other kids or is it just uh, Kennedy? So it started off with just Kennedy, and then um, when people saw that I was coaching Kennedy at the club races, they kind of reached out to me a little bit. I started coaching another young girl. Um, her name's Carlina. She didn't race this year, though, so I haven't seen much of her. Um, but this year, I've just really been focusing on Kennedy. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so... Um, Kennedy, we're going to let you listen for a minute here because I want to poke into Annie's side of, of your relationship. So when you say you coach her, tell me, like, what does that entail? How did you, you know, they said, hey, will you coach Kennedy? And now, you know, you're not, you're 18. So have you ever been coached other than maybe by a parent? Yes. Yeah. So my, my dad has always been like the one that's there and just like always in my ear telling me something that I need to do better on track. Um, but we joined a karting team about eight years ago um, called Checker Motorsports. They're based out of Ohio and their main coaches under the team are Robbie and Andrew Bedozo. Um, they basically crafted me into the driver that I am today. And um, once I moved up into shifter, which is a six speed compared to the single speeds that Kennedy drives, um, AJ Myers kind of took over. Uh, he's 
known as the best shifter cart driver in the country. So he's been just coaching me and helping me learn everything. Um, so I've just been like taking everything that they've all taught me and just passing it on to Kennedy. Okay. But I got to like, I have to apply like the girl side of it because mm-hmm. the way guys handle things isn't right. always the right way. <laughs> and so when I'm teaching Kennedy everything, I'm like, yeah, this is what I was taught, but we're going to do it this way instead. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, and not to say that it's the wrong way. It's probably the right yeah. way if you're talking yeah. to a boy, maybe. Right. And that's kind of a generalization, too. Not every boy reacts the same and not every yeah. girl reacts the same. But right. you can just look at a girl wrong and some of them will cry. Yeah. You know, yeah. whereas you can soften it a little bit and still get the mm-hmm. message across. Right. And then she is listening and she's taking it in and she's not like fighting against what they're telling her because they've made her cry. And and so I think what you're doing is you're putting the female spin on Mm -hmm. the information and then making it easier for Kennedy to absorb it. My, um, my granddaughter's raced and my older of the two McKenna she quit racing, but when she was racing, she raced, um, street stock and, okay. And, uh, limited, limited late model and her dad, you know, she would come in and I could see him before she even could get out of the car. He was talking to her, you know, and mm-hmm. she'd get out of the car and the tears would be rolling. And I finally, one day I was just like, I can't, I can't watch this happen. And Bob's yeah. a wonderful guy and he's a wonderful mm-hmm. dad. But he's, yeah. he's a guy and he, had he been telling his son that all's fine and well, but not yep. for McKenna. And so I, you know, I said, you know what, this is supposed to be fun. <laughs> and so we need to give her a break and let her have a breath. And then let's talk about what she needs to do. And, and you know, of course, Mama, they all call me Mama. And it's like, you know, when Mama talks, I think they listen, but you just <laughs> never know. But, um, you know, and then Maddie races now too and maddie's got a little bit tougher skin and Mm. sometimes he'll he might make her cry too but i think she's she's got a little bit tougher skin just personality wise and so um on the track mckenna might be one way and off the track you don't want to mess with her but you've you've got to learn the personality of the person you're working with right Mm. yep and if kennedy's soft-spoken and and kind (laughs) of uh a little bit not you know maybe more of an introvert and not an extrovert you Mm -hmm. talk to her one way and so what did you do and how did you go about you like getting to know her knowing what her style of driving was knowing you know like how to change up the verbiage so that it worked for Kennedy better than it maybe worked coming from the guys um so I feel like with Kennedy, she's very shy at first, and that's just that's just how she is. That's how a lot of people are. Um, so I really just tried to like be her friend before I was her mentor, and um, just got to know her like personality a little bit, just like crack jokes and see if she would like laugh or like catch on and start chiming in too. Um, and then the closer we got as friends, the better. It started getting coaching wise 
um, I feel like she started taking me more seriously and um, like understanding that I'm trying to help her. Um, so I feel like all of my coaches have been like a 10 year age gap too. So our age gap with Kennedy is closer. It's only four years. So I feel okay. like that helps a little bit too. Um, yeah. Both being girls helps a lot too, because I understand it. She understands it. I've been through it. I know how to help her right. and just, I, yeah, we, we get yeah. each other hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah. When they, when uh, they first talked to me about the two of you, um, they said, you know, you had become friends and, and I was on, and before I really knew much about you, Annie, I was expecting you to be in your twenties or thirties. And so then, you know, just because you'd been racing 10 years uh -huh. and you were coaching someone. So in my mind, I was thinking you were going to be older. And then when I saw you were younger, I was like, you know, that's a really good idea that you're mm -hmm. closer in age. You probably both are Swifties. Are you guys Swifties? <laughs> We're not. No? Oh my gosh, no. Oh my so god. Okay. Well, we're gonna digress for a minute. My daughter is a travel agent in Phoenix. My granddaughter is almost 13. Uh -huh. She knows everything about Taylor Swift that you would ever want to know. Oh. And she's a really smart girl. And uh -huh. she loved Taylor Swift. And my daughter oh. surprised her and took her to Kansas City. Oh. to the concert and they were in the front row oh. and that just so I had to like I mean I know who Taylor Swift is I even have a couple of her old albums but you know oh. um just all the excitement around what they did what they wore and all this so yesterday my friend and I went to the movie and watched the movie that she oh. put out uh -huh. and I'm telling you what it's wonderful <laughs> It's she's such a show person and such an oh. entertainer. So I oh, digress. Yeah. You're entertainers <laughs> on the racetrack. Yes, we are. She's an entertainer on the stage. Yes. Through music. <laughs> but um, but amazing. And honestly, I would recommend it to anybody who enjoys music. So, yeah. Anyway, digress. See, I told you we have to get, you know, we, we go in all these different directions and then we come back to the questions. Hey, I'm fine with it. So what are some of the things, Annie, that you, did you watch Kennedy race and like take notes? Oh, this is, she did this or this. And then you talk to her. How do you actually mentor her or help her with things that she needs to improve on? Yeah. So when we first started working together, um, I hadn't seen her race yet. Like I, I just knew her through her stepdad, Jackson. And, um, I asked her to send me over some of her onboard fitted footage from uh, pit race and I just watched over it. I made, I just wrote down everything that I thought she struggled with and that we needed to work on together. Um, and then I kind of like tried to think about how I would want to hear that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just made a list of everything that we needed to work on. I told her all of it and I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then the first day that we worked together, it was actually pouring down rain. It was like 44 degrees out, freezing cold. And it's like Michigan today. Exactly yeah. what it is here today. Yeah. Miserable. And, you know, she 
was a trooper through it. Um, I made her go out and pound laps in the pouring rain. Um, got a couple worms all over her. Got some mud all over her. It was great. Um, yeah, we pushed through that. We learned how to control the cart in the rain, and now we just focus on her racecraft now that she's racing at the national level. Um, all year she raced at the Stars Championship Series and there was like 60 people in her class every single race and she's used to racing against like 10 or 15 people at the club races so she was intimidated as anyone would be and we just we really focused on racecraft this year. Okay mm -hmm. so we're gonna switch to Kennedy for a minute kind of catch up with your side of this <clears throat> excuse me i got a cough today so your stepdad or your mom somebody comes to you and says okay um we want to help you or whatever they said we have this girl that's going to be your coach mm -hmm. and you didn't know her and so what was your first thought that you're you were going to get a coach mm -hmm. well um, I had an idea of her before that because I followed her on Instagram because I was still watching like Cart Chaser and stuff and all the big races and I thought that it was cool that there was like another girl like in this really competitive class like beating all the guys and um, so I was like following her on Instagram and stuff so like I, I admired her before I even like got to be coached by her so Jackson my stepdad thought that it would be a good idea for her to start coaching me since like we lived in the same place and we're both girls and just coaching from like the people at the track and the guys just didn't help because it coaching a boy like Annie said is totally different than coaching a girl just like yeah. the strength side of it mental part of it all of it so we just thought that'd be a really good idea for another woman to start coaching me so so you were I, open to it oh yeah I, I loved the idea I was so excited okay so when she came with her list of things in the pouring down cold rain, <laughs> gosh, um, were you like, I don't do that or I don't <laughs> no, I, was, that. I was all about it. I was so excited. I, I was ready to start getting better and start to win races and get up there in the times. And I remember she gave me homework that one night um, of all the things that I learned. And I, spent like two hours doing the homework and I because it didn't even take two hours I was just having so much fun and I just enjoyed it <laughs> so I was so all Annie, about it. when you hear that what does that make you think oh it makes me feel so happy because I genuinely <laughs> just didn't think that she would do it or that she liked it <laughs> because it was miserable like I would have been miserable if that was me out there and uh, Two, every time we had a rule that every time she spun out, she had to do 10 push-ups and she had to do like 170 push-ups that day. And it was just a rough day. That would have been the worst of anything right there doing that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah. glad that she muscled her way through it and, you know, it helped her in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. So... So Kennedy, when you um, first were being coached, tell me about what you race and where you raced, because now don't you race in a different division than when you started with her? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about like where you started and, and where you are now. Yeah. 
So when I started, I was right on the age. I was around uh, 11 and 12 when I started. So I could have been in the class before me, which is cadet or mini, but that's a whole different size cart. And it's really hard to go from the transition from a smaller cart to a bigger cart, which is the junior cart. So I just jumped right into junior so that I wouldn't have to just race mini for a year and then have to adjust to the bigger cart. So I started in junior and I started in a four stroke engine, which is uh, LO206 and at pit race. And before Annie, I've, I only did around like 10 club races and one Buckeye karting championship race in um, motorsports country club of Cincinnati. And so I really, I didn't have that much experience. And then once Annie started coaching me, I think around two months into her coaching me in the 206, I got my faster cart, the KA100, which is the engine that's on like a more national level, more competitive. And so then I stopped racing 206 and then she coached me fully on the two stroke uh, KA, which was easier because it was kind of a little bit closer to what she races because the 206 is totally different. So it made a big and so, you know, do you, do you feel like, the, and you know, it's not fair. She's sitting right here, but I'm going to ask you anyway. So do you feel like you would have gone there? She's going to plug her ears. Do you feel <laughs> like you would have progressed as quickly had you not had her help? No, I truly yeah. do not think I would. I would, um, maybe I could have figured out the speed a little bit, but I don't even think that because she taught me everything from how to even hold my arms on the steering wheel that most of the guys wouldn't do to just like how to mentally prepare myself for a race. Cause it, again, it's just so much different. I honestly don't think I'd be able to do the nationals this year or even mm-hmm. maybe even handle the KA. So, okay. Yeah. And you know, that, that was kind of a question that I knew the answer to, mm-hmm. but you know, what we're trying to do here today, ladies, is to let other people know, you know, what you what you're doing and why you're being successful, because they may want to think about doing the same thing. Right. Yeah. Right. right. And so, um, Annie, what tell me about what you race and like you race a series. Where do you race that kind of thing? And then Kennedy will have you do the same. Um, so I started off in kid carts, which is like four years old to maybe seven or eight. And I was eight years old at the time, but I'm like, I'm a very short person. So I was, I was still fitting in there. Um, and then I moved up through all the levels of carting, like mini and junior. And then I actually went from junior to shifter in the same year. So that's like junior is 12 to 14 or 15. And then you move up to senior, which is 15 and however old you are. Um, So I kind of just skipped over the whole like senior single speed division and just went straight to shifter. Um, And I've been racing shifter now for the past four years. Um, Racing nationally at... Rock Cup USA, uh, Guza, which is one of the highest level um, series, and Stars Championship Series. And 
you know, it's, it's a very difficult cart to drive being that I am so small. Um, we have 70 pounds of lead on my cart. Oh, wow. Um, it's, it's heavy. It's a backbreaker to lift up and down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a struggle, but I love it. Honestly, I love it so much more than the single speeds. When I was racing in Kennedy's class, um, I was always getting taken out. Like there's a certain level of maturity that is in the junior class compared to senior. Yeah. And yeah, I'm glad we got out of that. <laughs> so first explain what's the difference between single speed and shifter carts. If you know, I don't know a lot about it. I know just enough mm -hmm. to be dangerous. So yeah. <laughs> you know, why don't you explain um, one of you or both of you explain, you know, what, what's the difference? Um, Kennedy, do you want to explain yours? The single speed? Uh, yeah, sure. So single, single speed, a lot slower. Don't have a gearbox or a clutch. Um, she is front brakes. I don't just rear brakes. I don't really okay. know much else. So yeah. it's, and then it's a pretty, just like kind of a, instead of single speed, I'm going to call it simple speed. It's, it's a simple, it's simple in the fact that there's not a shifter, a brake, a this, a that. It's just mm -hmm. back brakes, the go pedal, and there you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. the yeah. shifter is um, a six speed. It has a hand clutch on the left side of the steering wheel and then the shift levers on the right side. Um, there's front brakes on both sides of the tires um, and then the rear brakes in the back too. Um, but yeah, it's Kennedy hits about 70, 70, yeah, 70 in hers and then mine will have a top speed of like 95. Okay. So big and that doesn't sound like speed. a lot of difference, but it is. It yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, Kennedy always has two hands on the steering wheel, and then I'm always like one hand because you're yeah. shifting every every corner, every right. lap. It's, it's it's a lot going on at once, so it's it's not a simple speed. Right. And so how a couple questions. How long or um, it doesn't depend on success and that. How long will Kennedy be in? Kennedy, will you be in the single speed? And then how hard is it, Annie, to go from that to the shifter? So, Kennedy, how long do you think you'll be in the single speed? The plan right now is to finish out this year in, or, well, I guess next year in junior. And then I'd move up to senior the following year, and I would do a different engine package, the OKN, which is new this okay. year. Well, newer. And so that's still just a single speed. It's just faster. Okay. Yeah. And then, Annie, going from that to the shifting, how, how difficult is that uh, on a learning curve? For me, it was, uh, it was pretty difficult. Um, my first like season in it was rough. It wasn't pretty. Um, I just did, I like, I was so used to driving the single speed and that's like a whole different 
mentality and driving style and like honestly I was out of shape to drive the shifter cart like it is so rough on your body and you just have to have the stamina to be able to do all of these things at once for so long Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's like once you master the single speed and like you're doing everything at once and then you go to add six more speeds to that (laughs) and doing multiple things at the same time it's just a completely different driving style I my coach AJ I genuinely don't know how he does it like he is just one with the go-kart it is insane watching him drive he just he knows everything how to do everything in the right way um and I understand it driving a shifter cart for four years okay Okay. So, yeah, I got out of single speed when I was 14 and um, when I was Kennedy's age. And so, yeah, it's but honestly, I wouldn't trade it. When you say he just he's one with the cart, a lot of that is muscle memory. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know, when you first like for let's just say um, you have a new website and you have the website name. The first few times you type it, it's clumsy. Right. But after you typed it 10 times, you don't even think about it. You just fly yes. through it, right? It's muscle yeah. memory. So it's right. your fingers, your hands, your legs, your whatever you have to do in the cart. And, you know, four years is not that long because you're not racing every day all year long. Right. And so you got to figure, you know, you're only racing a, a small portion of, of time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So how soon will Kennedy start you're not going to just put her in a car and put her on the racetrack and have her shift. No. So how soon will she start learning that piece of it? Is it going to be while she's still racing and ending her other series or in the off season of that year? How's that work? So when she moves up to OKN, which is a direct drive engine. So she honestly will probably just practice with her at our local track pit race um i'm not too like aware of that engine just because of how new it is to us this year um it's mostly just been a european thing Mm -hmm. um so i'll have to do some research on that and we'll we'll learn it together it'll be a great learning experience um we i know her stepdad jackson's a little bit more aware of that of that engine package and her team and the people she works with they all understand it a little better than i do but if they can tell me something and i understand it i can relay it to her right um but we'll just we'll practice in it for a while and we're more confident that she's ready to drive it nationally and race it we'll send her out there okay yeah. all right so uh, is are you still racing or are you done for the season we are both done for the season yeah i figured you would be because of the yes. weather yeah yes. for sure so um did you like the the series or the things that you raced were you racing for like any kind of championship or anything or was it just more more experience on the track, seat time, that kind of thing. For Kennedy, it was more seat time. This was her first national season. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he had never done anything like this before. For me, I was I was trying to race for the championship. I had a lot of bad luck this year. Mm-hmm. We ended up in sixth place, um, which is better than nothing. So Not I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, Kennedy was just seat time and racecraft this year, getting the experience okay. 100%. So I'm going to ask you some more easier, maybe questions, some more direct questions. So um, you, we've talked about what you've raced and that kind of thing. So what's your car number and what does your car look like, Annie? So my car is 204. It originally was 777 when I first started out. Seven's the luckiest number in the Bible. Seven, seven, seven's the yeah. lucky number. Um, but as you go to like different series, you have to have a certain like first number so that okay. they can like categorize you by classes. Um, and like if you if they need to pull you off the track, it's just for like safety reasons. Or if you get a penalty, they can easily find you. Um, so now it's two oh four. Um, my cart, it's red, white, and blue themed, and, um, I got in a bad accident about two months ago, so we had to get new bodywork, and now it's just orange and blue, just like everyone else under our team. Um, it's called Magic Cart USA, so we've got, um, we've got a little bit of a magic theme going on on the cart. Okay. Um, my compared to everyone else's cart, mine's set up a little bit differently just because of how small I am. We've got a lot of things going on. It's just a it's a very messy cart. We've got like pedal pedal extenders and like okay. they're it's it's risen up and like pushed forward. Okay. Compared to like normal sized people where they don't All have right. that. <laughs> okay. How yeah. tall are you, Annie? I am five foot. Okay. All right. Five foot. Yeah, I'm not else. real tall. I'm only about five three. So <laughs> okay, yeah. you understand the struggle. <laughs> they would they would have to do this. Yeah, I get in the car and I push the seat way up, and <laughs> yeah. my husband's six two, and so he gets in and he pushes the seat way back. <laughs> so big I, difference I get it for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Kennedy's actually taller than me. Okay, I was just going to ask yeah. her that. So Kennedy, you're you're <laughs> taller than her, and. And that's okay. You're probably, you know, you don't need all those special pieces so you can jump in the car. And so what cart, what is your cart color and what is your number? My number is 825. Eight is, it was 225 for up until I started doing nationals. Then it had to be 825 because the categorization thing. It's not 825. And I have the same livery as everybody else on my team. It's the MPG and Race Factory livery. It's okay. and it's red, white, and black. And okay, yeah. all right, very cool. So, Annie, do you have a most memorable moment so far in your career? Oh boy, um, honestly. Uh, two years ago, we were racing at my local track pit race, um, and I was struggling a lot that year, honestly, and it was only my second year in shifter, 
and I set four track records at pit race and it was just like qualifying I set the track record pre-final I set the track record final I set the track record like I just kept beating myself and like I was trying to get better each time I wasn't like oh I set the track record like I'm done like that's good enough I was like okay I have to get better like I want I want to see how fast I can go Mm -hmm. and um like each time I broke that record everyone just like they were so proud of me and like happy for me and that was just such like a pivotal point in my career like I struggled so much learning how to drive this thing and now everyone's like proud of me yeah um that was such a memorable moment that I have in racing I'm sure Kennedy how about you do you have a memorable moment yeah mine's not as heartwarming hopefully I'll have (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're not all heartwarming sometimes the memorable moments are the bad wrecks they've had I've had people yes. do that so it's memorable it's I didn't say it had to be wonderful <laughs> yeah. um mine is probably I think it was like the first or second day I was in my new k100 and I kept messing up this one corner, turn three at my home track. And Annie and one of my other mentors, Race Liberante, was there. And Race had these flip-flops on. And he was standing in the middle of turn three. And he was getting so frustrated at me because I was just so close to nailing this corner. And I just couldn't. It just, it just wasn't clicking for me yet. So every time I'd miss the corner, he'd throw one of his flip-flops at me as I was going on the corner. And then he and then I'd mess up another corner like just around. And then he'd throw his flip-flop, he'd run across the track and then throw his flip-flop at me again. And that went on for about three sessions, maybe more. So, yes. <laughs> so that's it's memorable because it was funny and you yes. were getting frustrated, but he was making you laugh, regardless of that, for sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. Serafina Safety Apparel serves the needs of female industrial athletes with occupations in oil and gas, electrical and utilities, steel and welding, paper and pulp, mining, fire service, military and ballistics, and of course, motorsports. If you'd like to know more about Serafina Safety Apparel, call 800-946-0897 and ask for Kelly. Once again, that number is 800 800- Nine four six zero eight nine seven. Hello, everyone. This is Melinda Russell with the Women's Motorsports Network, and we have a couple of beautiful young women today that are going to be on the podcast. We have Annie Rule and Kennedy Tracy, and these girls are connected through racing, and we're going to find out how they got connected and how two young ladies like this got interested and involved in motorsports. So we're going to start with Annie. Annie, why don't you start by telling me a little bit about yourself, where you live, um, your family, your pets. Do you go to school? Anything that's more on the personal side that you're willing to share? And then Kennedy, when she's done, you can just jump right in and tell us about you. So Annie, go ahead. Okay. So I am from Pittsburgh, PA, born and raised here. Um, I just graduated high school, so I'm in my first semester of college. I'm going for sports psychology at the moment. 
and I'm thinking maybe sports management too. I'm still trying to decide. Um, I really want to keep it in racing though. So we're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> um, so I started racing go-karts when I was eight years old and it's been a crazy 10 years after that. <laughs> um, so my dad has a friend, his son races, Luca Mars, great guy. Um, he has been racing for a little bit longer than I have. And him and his dad are friends, him and my dad are friends and they do business together. And they just took me to the track one time up at Pittsburgh International Race Complex. And they thought it would be a good idea to put me in a rental cart. And I have like a motorcycle helmet, motorcycle goggles, like I'm in sneakers from Justice. Like I am not, I'm not a race car driver at this point. And um, I get in the cart and I just love it. Like I love the speed. I love the adrenaline it gives you. Um, as I've gotten older, I've learned to appreciate more of it and what I can give back to the community, like helping Kennedy and younger drivers. Um, yeah, I... This is my life now. I've been racing for 10 years and we're going to make it a career. <laughs> and um, Isn't yeah. it something that, you know, when you're eight years old, 10 years seems like a really long time. Yes. You know, the difference yes. between an eight-year-old and an 18-year-old is night and day. Yeah. I don't care 100%. who you are or what you do. Yeah. But when you're my age, I mean, 10 years is still a long time. But as you get older, those years just go so fast. They do. And, they really and do. so, you know, you look back, Annie, at the last 10 years, and you've probably done so many things that, you know, you just would have never dreamed that would have happened. Yeah. And then to look forward to the next 10. And, and you know, so, so that's pretty cool. So you must be about 18 years old. Yep. 18. 18 years old. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Kennedy, how do you fit into this puzzle here? Um, well, I'm still a freshman in high school, so I'm a little bit younger than Annie, but I started racing uh, one time for my stepdad's birthday. We went to Pittsburgh International Race Complex with uh, some of his friends. He had, uh, just like Annie, his business partner was actually the owner of the team that I race for now. And we just went up there to race carts for his birthday because my stepdad's always been into racing. And I just, I really liked it. And I saw like the kids, cause after like they had the rental carts done, they did like the owner carts. So then I saw these people in like cool helmets and faster carts that sounded really cool. And I just wanted to, I wanted to go see them. And we went over and then they like, uh, they told us about the league that they have for the like owner carts. And I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And then that Christmas I got my first 206 cart. And then ever since that, it's just been getting faster carts and then a couple two years ago one year ago that's when um we started to get to more of like a competitive level and so my stepdad asked annie to start coaching me and so okay then, so you obviously have have a family so tell me about your family oh, brothers yeah. sisters. we kind of skipped right to the racing oh <laughs> uh, yeah uh a brother and a sister. One, my brother is my younger one. He's Kyler. He is eight months. And then I have a sister, Senna, which is 18 months. And then I have my stepdad and my mom. 
which those are the two that are very involved in my racing. They come to all my races and stuff. And then I have my mom or my stepmom and my dad who also come to the races, but it's mainly my mom and my stepdad who help me take me to all the races and stuff. So your mom has a built-in babysitter if you weren't racing so much because you've got little tiny ones in your house, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like two families. Yeah, that's my my kids were 10 years apart. So I had my daughter and my son. They were two years apart. And then I waited 10 years. And then I had two more girls that are two years apart. And there was a lot of there's a lot of difference between, you know, when they're 10 and 12 years apart. But in a lot of ways, it was really good because the older ones helped the little ones. And and I think they became closer because of that. So that that's a good thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a freshman in high school and you're a freshman in college, Annie, right? Yep. Yep. And and so sports psychology is a really good, excuse me, really good career to get into. I know a gal in Arizona that had a really bad wreck and she just couldn't get you know, couldn't overcome all her anxiety and things. And so she went to a sports psychologist mm-hmm. and I know a couple other people since then, and I'd really never heard of it until I right. had interviewed her. And now that's what she's going to school for. And awesome. I see so much need for it out there because people think that racing is, oh, you just jump in the car and you drive in circles or you yep. drive down a track or whatever you might do. And we all know that there's way more to it. And yeah, this no. part of the racing is very important. What, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about being on the track, especially young girls with guys and, and sometimes some of the comments you get and how to deal with all that. And so I admire that that's what you're going into because I think, I think you're going to have um, a lot of need for that and success. And then Kennedy, you're young. You don't know what you want to do yet, or do you? I want to be a race car driver. (laughs) So does Annie. So we're going to say, and I always tell the younger girls, I want you to be a race car driver, but I also want you to have a backup plan, you know? Yeah. So that's important. Everybody needs a plan B, no matter what you do. Yeah, for sure. So Annie, we're going to go then to the racing part. We heard a little bit that your dad's got you connected. Mm -hmm. And so you are mentoring or coaching Kennedy, excuse me. So do you coach or mentor any other kids or is it just uh, Kennedy? So it started off with just Kennedy. And then um, when people saw that I was coaching Kennedy at the club races, they kind of reached out to me a little bit. I started coaching another young girl. Um, Her name's Carlina. She didn't race this year though so haven't seen much of her um but this year I've just really been focusing on Kennedy okay Um, yeah yeah and so um Kennedy we're gonna let you listen for a minute here because I want to poke into Annie's side of of your relationship so when you say you coach her tell me like what does that entail how did you you know they said hey will you coach Kennedy and now you know you're not you're 18 so have you ever been coached other than maybe by a parent? Yes. Yeah. So my my dad has always been like the one that's there and just like always in my ear telling me something that I need to do better on track. Um, but we joined a karting team a, 
about eight years ago um, called Checker Motorsports. They're based out of Ohio. And their main coaches under the team are Robbie and Andrew Bedozo. Um, they basically crafted me into the driver that I am today. And um, once I moved up into shifter, which is a six speed compared to the single speeds that Kennedy drives, um, AJ Myers kind of took over. Uh, he's known as the best shifter kart driver in the country. So he's been just coaching me and helping me learn everything. Um, so I've just been like taking everything that they've all taught me and just passing it on to Kennedy. Okay. But I got to like, I have to apply like the girl side of it because mm -hmm. the way guys handle things isn't right. always the right way. <laughs> and so when I'm teaching Kennedy everything, I'm like, yeah, this is what I was taught, but we're going to do it this way instead. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, and not to say that it's the wrong way. It's probably the right yeah. way if you're talking yeah. to a boy, maybe. Right. And that's kind of a generalization, too. Not every boy reacts the same and not every yeah. girl reacts the same. But right. you can just look at a girl wrong and some of them will cry. Yeah. You know, yeah. whereas you can soften it a little bit and still get the mm -hmm. message across. Right. And then she is listening and she's taking it in and she's not like fighting against what they're telling her because they've made her cry. And, right. and so I think what you're doing is you're putting the female spin on mm -hmm. the information and right. then making it easier for Kennedy to absorb it. My, um, <clears throat> my granddaughter's raised and my older of the two McKenna she quit racing, but when she was racing, she raced um, street stock and okay, and a limited limited late model. And her dad, you know, she would come in, and I could see him before she even could get out of the car. He was talking to her, you know, and mm -hmm. she'd get out of the car, and the tears would be rolling. And I finally, one day, I was just like, I can't, I can't watch this happen. And Bob's yeah. a wonderful guy, and he's a wonderful mm -hmm. dad. But he's, yeah. he's a guy and he, had he been telling his son that all's fine and well, but not yep. for McKenna. And so I, you know, I said, you know what, this is supposed to be fun. <laughs> and so we need to give her a break and let her have a breath. And then let's talk about what she needs to do. And, and you know, of course, Mama, they all call me Mama. And it's like, you know, when Mama talks, I think they listen, but you just <laughs> never know. But, um, you know, and then Maddie races now too and maddie's got a little bit tougher skin and mm. sometimes he'll he might make her cry too but i think she's she's got a little bit tougher skin just personality wise and so um on the track mckenna might be one way and off the track you don't want to mess with her but you've, right. <clears throat> you've got to learn the personality of the person you're working with right mm. yep and it, if kennedy's soft-spoken and and kind <laughs> of uh a little bit not you know maybe more of an introvert and not an extrovert you mm. talk to her one way and so what did you do and how did you go about you know, like getting to know her knowing what her style of driving was knowing you know like how to change up the verbiage so that it worked for Kennedy better than it maybe worked coming from the guys um so I feel like 
with Kennedy, she's very shy at first, and that's just that's just how she is. That's how a lot of people are. Um, so I really just tried to like be her friend before I was her mentor, and um, just got to know her like personality a little bit, just like crack jokes and see if she would like laugh or like catch on and start chiming into, um, and then. The closer we got as friends, the better it started getting coaching-wise. Um, I feel like she started taking me more seriously and, um, like, understanding that I'm trying to help her. Um, so I feel like all of my coaches have been, like, a 10-year age gap, too. So our age gap with Kennedy is closer. It's only four years. So I feel okay. like that helps a little bit, too. Yeah. Um both being girls helps a lot too because I understand it. She understands it. I've been through it. I know how to help her. Right. And just I yeah, we we get yeah. each other hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, when they when uh they first talked to me about the two of you, um, they said, you know, you had become friends and and I was on and before I really knew much about you, Annie, I was expecting you to be in your twenties or thirties. And so then, you know, just because you'd been racing 10 years uh -huh. and you were coaching someone. So in my mind, I was thinking you were going to be older. And then when I saw you were younger, I was like, you know, that's a really good idea that you're mm -hmm. closer in age. You probably both are Swifties. Are you guys Swifties? <laughs> we're not. No? Oh, my gosh. No. Oh, my so God. Okay. Well, we're going to digress for a minute. My daughter is a travel agent in Phoenix. My granddaughter is almost 13. Uh -huh. She knows everything about Taylor Swift that you would ever want to know. Oh. And she's a really smart girl. And uh -huh. she loved Taylor Swift. And my daughter oh. surprised her and took her to Kansas City oh. to the concert. And they were in the front row. Oh. And that just, so I had to like, I mean, I know who Taylor Swift is. I even have a couple of her old albums, but, you know, um, just all the excitement around what they did, what they wore and all this. So yesterday, my friend and I went to the movie and watched the movie that she oh, put yeah. out. Uh -huh. And I'm telling you what, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's She's such a show person and such an oh. entertainer. So I oh, digress. Yeah. Your entertainers <laughs> on the racetrack. Yes, we are. She's an entertainer on the stage. Yes. Through music. <laughs> but um, but amazing. And honestly, I would recommend it to anybody who enjoys music. So, yeah. Anyway, the grass, see, I told you we have to get, you know, we, we go in all these different directions and then we come back to the questions. Hey, I'm fine with it. So what are some of the things, Annie, that you... Did you watch Kennedy race and like take notes? Oh, this is, she did this or this. And then you talk to her. How do you actually mentor her or help her with things that she needs to improve on? Yeah. So when we first started working together, um, I hadn't seen her race yet. Like I, I just knew her through her stepdad, Jackson. And um, I asked her to send me over some of her onboard fitted footage from uh, pit race and I just watched over it. I made, I just wrote down everything that I thought she struggled with and that we needed to work on together. Um, and then I kind of like 
tried to think about how I would want to hear that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just made a list of everything that we needed to work on. I told her all of it and I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then the first day that we worked together, it was actually pouring down rain. It was like 44 degrees out, freezing cold. And it's like Michigan today. Exactly yeah. what it is here today. Yeah. Miserable. And, you know, she was a trooper through it. Um, I made her go out and pound laps in the pouring rain. Um, got a couple worms all over her. Got some mud all over her. It was great. Um, yeah, we pushed through that. We learned how to control the cart in the rain. And now we just focus on her racecraft now that she's racing at the national level. Um, all year she raced at the Stars Championship Series and there was like 60 people in her class every single race and she's used to racing against like 10 or 15 people at the club races so she was intimidated as anyone would be and we just we really focused on racecraft this year. Okay mm -hmm. so we're going to switch to Kennedy for a minute kind of catch up with your side of this <clears throat> excuse me i got a cough today so your stepdad or your mom somebody comes to you and says okay um we want to help you or whatever they said we have this girl that's going to be your coach mm -hmm. and you didn't know her and so what was your first thought that you're you were going to get a coach mm -hmm. well um, I had an idea of her before that because I followed her on Instagram because I was still watching like Cart Chaser and stuff and all the big races and I thought that it was cool that there was like another girl like in this really competitive class like beating all the guys and um, so I was like following her on Instagram and stuff so like I, I admired her before I even like got to be coached by her so Jackson my stepdad thought that it would be a good idea for her to start coaching me since like we lived in the same place and we're both girls and just coaching from like the people at the track and the guys just didn't help because it coaching a boy like Annie said is totally different than coaching a girl just like yeah. the strength side of it mental part of it all of it so we just thought that'd be a really good idea for another woman to start coaching me so so you were I, open to it oh yeah I I loved the idea I was so excited okay so when she came with her list of things in the pouring down cold rain, <clears throat> gosh, um, were you like, I don't do that? Or I don't <laughs> no, I, was, that. I was all about it. I was so excited. I, I was ready to start getting better and start to win races and get up there in the times. And I remember she gave me homework that one night um, of all the things that I learned. And I, spent like two hours doing the homework and I because it didn't even take two hours I was just having so much fun and I just enjoyed it <laughs> so I was so all Annie, about when it. you hear that what does that make you think oh it makes me feel so happy because I genuinely <laughs> just didn't think that she would do it or that she <laughs> liked it because it was miserable like I would have been miserable if that was me out there and Two, every time <laughs> we had a rule that every time she spun out, she had to do 10 push-ups and she had to do like 170 push-ups that day. And it was just it was a rough day. <laughs> that would have been the worst of anything. 
right there doing that for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. glad that she muscled her way through it and, you know, it helped her in the long run. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so Kennedy, when you um, first were being coached, tell me about what you race and where you raced, because now don't you race in a different division than when you started with her? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about like where you started and, and where you are now. So when I started, I was right on the age. I was around uh, 11 and 12 when I started. So I could have been in the class before me, which is cadet or mini, but that's a whole different size cart. And it's really hard to go from the transition from a smaller cart to a bigger cart, which is the junior cart. So I just jumped right into junior so that I wouldn't have to just race mini for a year and then have to adjust to the bigger cart. So I started in junior and I started in a four stroke engine, which is uh, LO206 and at pit race. And before Annie, I've, I only did around like 10 club races and one Buckeye karting championship race in um, motorsports country club of Cincinnati. And so I really, I didn't have that much experience. And then once Annie started coaching me, think around two months into her coaching me in the 206, I got my faster cart, the KA100, which is the engine that's on like a more national level, more competitive. And so then I stopped racing 206 and then she coached me fully on the two stroke uh, KA, which was easier because it was kind of a little bit closer to what she races because the 206 okay. is totally different. So it made okay. a big and so, you know, do you, do you feel like, the, and you know, it's not fair. She's sitting right here, but I'm going to ask you anyway. So do you feel like you would have gone there? She's going to plug her ears. Do you feel <laughs> like you would have progressed as quickly had you not had her help? No, I truly yeah. do not think I would. I would, um, maybe I could have figured out the speed a little bit, but I don't even think that because she taught me everything from how to even hold my arms on the steering wheel that most of the guys wouldn't do to just like how to mentally prepare myself for a race. Cause it, again, it's just so much different. I honestly don't think I'd be able to do the nationals this year or even mm -hmm. maybe even handle the KA. So. Okay. Yeah. And you know, that, that was kind of a question that I knew the answer to, mm -hmm. but you know, what we're trying to do here today, ladies, is to let other people know, you know, what you what you're doing and why you're being successful, because they may want to think about doing the same thing. Right. Yeah. Right. right. And so, um, Annie, what tell me about what you race and like you race a series. Where do you race that kind of thing? And then Kennedy will have you do the same. Um, so I started off in kid carts, which is like four years old to maybe seven or eight. And I was eight years old at the time, but I'm like, I'm a very short person. So I was, I was still fitting in there. Um, and then I moved up through all the levels of carting, like mini and junior. And then I actually went from junior to shifter in the same year. So that's like junior is 12 to 14 or 15. And then you move up to senior, which is 15 and however 
old you are. Um, so I kind of just skipped over the whole like senior single speed division and just went straight to shifter. Um, and I've been racing shifter now for the past four years. Um, racing nationally at Rock Cup USA, uh, Guza, which is one of the highest level um, series and Stars Championship series. And, you know, it's, it's a very difficult cart to drive, being that I am so small. Um, we have 70 pounds of lead on my cart. Oh, wow. Um, it's, it's heavy. It's a backbreaker to lift up and down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a struggle, but I love it. Honestly, I love it so much more than the single speeds. When I was racing in Kennedy's class, um, I was always getting taken out. Like, there's a certain level of maturity that is in the junior class compared to senior yeah. And yeah, I'm glad we got out of that. <laughs> so first explain what's the difference between single speed and shifter carts. If, you know, I don't know a lot about it. I know just enough mm-hmm. to be dangerous. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, why don't you explain um, one of you or both of you explain, you know, what what's the difference? Um, Kennedy, do you want to explain yours? The single speed? Uh. Yeah, sure. So single single speed, lot slower. Don't have a gearbox or a clutch. Um, she is front brakes. I don't just rear brakes. I don't really okay. know much else. So yeah, it's, and then it's a pretty just like kind of a instead of single speed, I'm going to call it simple speed. It's it's a simple it's simple in the fact that there's not a shifter, a brake. Of this or that it's just mm-hmm. back brakes the go pedal and there you go right yeah yeah okay yeah and then yeah the yeah. shifter is um a six speed it has a hand clutch on the left side of the steering wheel and then the shift levers on the right side um there's front brakes on both sides of the tires um and then the rear brakes in the back too um, but yeah, it's Kennedy hits about 70, yeah, 70 in hers. And then mine will have a top speed of like 95. Okay. So and that doesn't sound like speed. a lot of difference, but it is. It, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so difference. yeah, Kennedy always has two hands on the steering wheel and then I'm always like one hand. Because you're yeah. shifting every every corner, every right. lap. It's, it's it's a lot going on at once. So it's it's not a simple speed. Right. And so how a couple of questions. How long or um it does it depend on success and that? How long will Kennedy be in Kennedy? Will you be in the single speed? And then how hard is it, Annie, to go from that to the shifter? So, Kennedy, how long do you think you'll be in the single speed? The plan right now is to finish out this year, or, well, I guess next year in junior, and then I'd move up to senior the following year, and I would do a different engine package, the OKN, which is new this year. Well, newer. And so that's still just a single speed. It's just faster. 
Okay. Yeah. And then Annie, going from that to the shifting, how how difficult is that uh, on a learning curve? For me, it was the it was pretty difficult. Um, my first like season in it was rough. It wasn't pretty. Um, I just did. I like. I was so used to driving the single speed, and that's like a whole different mentality and driving style. And like, honestly, I was out of shape to drive the shifter cart. Like, it is so rough on your body, and you just have to have the stamina to be able to do all of these things at once for so long. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's like once you master the single speed and like you're doing everything at once, and then you go to add six more speeds to that <laughs> and doing multiple things at the same time. It's just a completely different driving style. I, my coach, AJ, I genuinely don't know how he does it. Like he is just one with the go-kart. It is insane watching him drive. He just, he knows everything, how to do everything in the right way. Um, and how I understand it. Driving a shifter cart. For four years. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I got out of single speed when I was 14 okay. and um, when I was Kennedy's age. And so, yeah, it's – but honestly, but I want to trade it. When you say he just – he's one with the cart, a lot of that yeah. is muscle memory. Yeah, just, absolutely. It's like, you know, when you first – like for – let's just say um, you have a new website and you have the website name. The first few times you type it, it's clumsy. Right. But after you typed it 10 times, you don't even have to think about it. You just fly yes. through it, right? It's muscle yeah. memory. So it's right. your fingers, your hands, your legs, your whatever you have to do in the cart. And, you know, four years is not that long because you're not racing every day all year long. Right. And so you got to figure, you know, you're only racing a, a small portion of, of time. Mm -hmm. um, traveling to racetracks is coming to an end. So now it's time to think about where you're going to go to relax and enjoy your time off. Someplace with a beach like the Bahamas? How about a destination with lots of golf courses? Or do you want to go somewhere romantic like Paris? If you like to hunt, there are a great many destinations where you could do that, as well as fish, snowmobile, ski, or just relax in a cabin in the woods surrounded by snow. If those destinations don't appeal to you, the Women's Motorsports Network official travel agent, Brittany Heisinger, knows some wonderful places where you can enjoy yourself. Give her a call at 602-291-5144 or find her on Facebook at Smart Moms Travel with Brittany. That's 602-291-5144. And on Facebook, it's Smart Moms Travel with Brittany. That's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y. And tell her you heard about her from the Women's Motorsports Network. Yeah. So how soon will Kennedy start? You're not going to just put her in a car and put her on the racetrack and have her shift. No. So how soon will she start learning that piece of it? Is it going to be while she's still racing and ending her other series or in the off season of that year, how's that work? So when she moves up to OKN, which is a direct drive engine, 
So she honestly will probably just practice with her at our local track pit race. Um, I'm not too like aware of that engine just because of how new it is to us this year. Um, it's mostly just been a European thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'll have to do some research on that and we'll, we'll learn it together. It'll be a great learning experience. Um, we, I know her stepdad Jackson's a little bit more aware of that, of that engine package and her team and the people she works with, they all understand it a little better than I do, but if they can tell me something and I understand it, I can relay it to her. Right. Um, but we'll just, we'll practice in it for a while. And when we're confident that she's ready to drive it nationally and race it, we'll send her out there. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, is, are you still racing or are you done for the season? We are both done for the season. Yeah. I figured you would be because of the weather. Yeah, for sure. So, um, did you like the the series or the things that you raced were you racing for like any kind of championship or anything or was it just more more experience on the track seat time that kind of thing for kennedy it was more seat time this was her first national season Mm -hmm. um she had never done anything like this before for me i was I was trying to race for the championship. I had a lot of bad luck this year. We ended up in sixth place, um, which is better than nothing. So Not I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, Kennedy was just seat time and race craft this year, getting the experience okay. 100%. So I'm going to ask you some more easier, maybe questions, some more direct questions. So um, you, we've talked about what you've raced and that kind of thing. So what's your car number and what does your car look like, Annie? So my car is 204. It originally was 777 when I first started out. Seven's the luckiest number in the Bible. 777's the yeah. lucky number. Um, but as you go to like different series, you have to have a certain like first number so that they can like categorize you by classes um and like if you if they need to pull you off the track it's just for like safety reasons or if you get a penalty they can easily find you um so now it's 204 um my cart it's red white and blue themed and um I got in a bad accident about two months ago, so we had to get new bodywork, and now it's just orange and blue, just like everyone else under our team. Um, it's called Magic Cart USA, so we've got um, we've got a little bit of a magic theme going on on the cart. Okay. Um, my compared to everyone else's cart, mine's set up a little bit differently, just because of how small I am. We've got a lot of things going on. It's just a, it's a very messy cart. We've got like pedal, pedal extenders and like okay. it's ri- it's risen up and like pushed forward okay. compared to like normal sized people where they don't All know right. that. <laughs> okay. How yeah. tall are you, Annie? I am five foot. 
Okay. All right. Five foot. Yeah. I'm everyone not real else. tall. I'm only about five three. So That's okay. Yeah. You understand the struggle. <laughs> they would they would have to do this. Yeah, I get in the car and I push the seat way up. And <laughs> yes. my husband's six two. And so he gets in and he pushes the seat way back. <laughs> so big I, difference. I get it for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Kennedy's actually taller than me. Okay. I was just gonna ask yeah. her that. So Kennedy, you're <laughs> you're taller than her and and that's okay. You're probably, you know, you don't need all those special pieces so you can jump in the car. And so what cart, what is your cart color and what is your number? My number is 825. Eight is, it's was 225 for up until I started doing nationals and it had to be 825 because of the categorization thing. It's okay. not 825. And I have the same livery as everybody else on my team. It's the MPG and Race Factory livery. It's okay. and it's red, white, and black. And okay, yeah. all right, very cool. So, Annie, do you have a most memorable moment so far in your career? Oh boy, um, honestly. Uh, two years ago, we were racing at my local track pit race, um, and I was struggling a lot that year, honestly, and it was only my second year in shifter, and I set four track records at pit race, and it was just like, qualifying I set the track record pre-final I set the track record final I set the track record like I just kept beating myself and like I was trying to get better each time I wasn't like oh I set the track record like I'm done like that's right. good enough I was like okay I have to get better like I want I want to see how fast I can go mm -hmm. and um like each time I broke that record everyone just like they were so proud of me and like happy for me. And that was yeah. just such like a pivotal point in my career. Like I struggled so much learning how to drive this thing. And now everyone's like proud of me. Yeah. Um, that was such a memorable moment that I have in racing. I'm sure. Kennedy, yeah. how about you? Do you have a memorable moment? Yeah. Mine's not as heartwarming. Hopefully I'll have to. <laughs> <laughs> they're not all heartwarming sometimes the memorable moments are the bad wrecks i've had i've had people yes. do that so it's memorable it's i didn't say it had to be wonderful <laughs> yeah. um mine is probably i think it was like the first or second day i was in my new k100 and I kept messing up this one corner, turn three at my home track. And Annie and one of my other mentors, Race Liberante, was there. And Race had these flip-flops on. And he was standing in the middle of turn three. And he was getting so frustrated at me because I was just so close to nailing this corner. And I just couldn't. It just, it just wasn't clicking for me yet. So every time I'd miss the corner, he'd throw one of his flip-flops at me as I was going on the corner. And then he and then I'd mess up another corner like just around. And then he'd throw his flip-flop, he'd run across the track and then throw his flip-flop at me again. And that went on for about three sessions, maybe more. So, yes. <laughs> so that's it's memorable because it was funny and you yes. were getting frustrated, but he was making you laugh, regardless of that, for sure. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So it sounds like you both have pit crews. 
yes. car chiefs, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. Is it, yeah. you know, do you want to mention who they are? Give them a shout out, Annie? Um, yeah, so Checker Motorsports and Magikart USA. Checker Motorsports is the team. Magikart USA is the chassis that they built and run. Um, the, all the Budozo family, Robbie, Andrew, Chuba, they've all gotten me to where I am today. AJ Myers, my coach, um, and my dad, honestly. We've yeah. we've all just been doing it together all these years, and I wouldn't be where I am today without them. Yeah, absolutely. Kennedy, how about you? Yeah, my team, MPG and Race Factory. I was originally on Race Factory, and then they merged the two teams. So now my everybody under the tent's just like a second family, but my two mentors under there mainly, well, three, I guess, uh, Billy Vincent, Race Labronte, and Chase Jones. They've just been there and helping me through every step of it this year for my first year. And my stepdad, my mom, yeah. do everything for me. Okay. Yeah. It's, you got to get the family in there because yep. where would you be without them for sure? Right. Yeah. So, if you know Annie, it sounds like you've had a bad day or two at the track, as everybody does. What do you what do you do? How do you get past that? Either to race later that day, to race next weekend. You know, your mindset is so huge in racing, as you well know. So tell us how do you get past a bad day? And then Kennedy, we're gonna ask you the same thing so you can think about it. Honestly, I have to I have to sit with it for a while. Like as as soon as I come off the track, you can't talk to me. Like I I'm just in a mood. I'm in a zone. Um, obviously that was I didn't get the result I wanted. So um, I just sit with it. I think about if it was in my control or if it was out of my control. Um, I have to think of like there was nothing I can do to go and change the result so you just gotta move forward look look at the positives yeah. um i have i've surrounded myself with a great group of people that lift me up when i'm down um yeah. everyone under the team is just very supportive and they know how to make me laugh mm -hmm. um even when i don't want to um <laughs> so yeah i just i find i find my people and i make yeah. sure that they're i'm comforted basically yeah that's important that's important yeah. to have people who can who can support you kennedy Absolutely. what do you do um well this year pretty much every weekend has ended kind of roughly um with the national races i just haven't had the best of luck kept getting taken out um so first round made it to the main the main event that was like the main goal and I got taken out first corner <laughs> of the first lap. And I just came off and I just, it was my goal. I made the main and I just kept like yeah. a happy mindset. And this yes. previous race, my last one of the season, um, I had wreck every, every session for like five sessions straight. And my, but my only goal all year was to finish a main because the previous three, I haven't finished the main event. And I just wanted to finish one. So I just kept going and I finished the main, got into a wreck first lap again. And I finished the race with a bent chassis 
a nose cone that was dragging on the track the whole time, but I was just happy. I, and I finished top 15. There you go. It was, it was like both my goals in one, even if it, even if I could have done better. I mean, I did the best. Right. And it was my goal. So just kept it. When when you get taken out by other people, you know, I, I have a young gal that I follow pretty closely. I've met several times that I really, really like, and she races um, 99% of her competitors are men. And she's a beautiful young gal, just like you guys. And she gets taken out deliberately because she's a good driver and she wins. And she gets taken out deliberately because they don't want her to win. And after a while, I just think that either those men need to grow up or she needs to race somewhere else. And she, and she did finally quit going to one track because of what they did. And so, you know, are you racing against mostly guys and is it just, they're not being malicious. It's just what's happening or you're the only girl and they don't want you to pass them. What do you think Kennedy? I am one in my group for stars. There's only one other girl. Um, We're kind of on different side of the tracks most of the time. So I don't, I don't think that getting taken out most times is just a racing, racing incident. Um, Other times I don't really know. I can't really speak for that, but yeah, I think most times it's just racing. It just happens. Okay. And as you get more comfortable and get better, you'll probably be able to react better too to some of the things happening around you. Right now I'm kind of in the group right in the middle where all the wrecks happen. So once I start to get a little bit faster, I just have like a little bit until I'm out of that and then I'll be good. Probably next year, probably be good. So, yeah. Annie, do you have any issues with who you race against or are you the only gal or is there more besides you? I've usually always been the only girl. Um, when I was racing in Kennedy's class, it was, it was pretty rough. It was pretty blatant that I was just getting taken out on purpose. Uh-huh. Um, that's why we moved up to shifter, honestly, just cause different level yeah. of maturity. Like I said, I'm driving against grown men now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've always, always been the only girl and I've, I've been okay with it. I just make do. Right. You did. And that's one of the things that, you know, as a coach, you can help Kennedy through because you've been there and Absolutely. it can be very frustrating and, and that, but you, I mean, it's, unfortunately it's part of life. I mean, I'm a huge NASCAR fan and you watch NASCAR and those are guys against guys. And, um, you know, they have an issue, they take each other out and, and I've seen Haley Deacon get taken out and, and you're thinking, why was that necessary? And so I'm glad she's moving up to Xfinity. I think she's going to do better in there instead of the trucks. Um, in fact, the truck race is on right now. It's right above your head. You just can't see. <laughs> <laughs> um, Multitasking. Yeah, so Carson Hosevar is from our town and I've known him for a long time. And he and my granddaughters used to race quarter midgets uh, against Aww. each other. And so uh, I have to, I have to say I'm a little partial in the truck series <laughs> um, towards him and, yeah. and, you know, the playoffs are coming and he, He's running second, and so I, I'm 
hopefully I got one eye on him and one eye on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. So what is your goal for your racing career? Now we all, everybody wants to be a race car driver, but where, where do you see yourselves? What kind of car will you be driving? You know, let's just say in 10 more years, you know, in 10 years, Kennedy's going to be 24 and you're going to be 28. And so in 10 years, where do you want to be? Um, I'd say I've always loved sports car racing. Um, I really love the IMSA field. Um, I want to race sports cars. I want to race an IMSA. That's, I feel like that's the goal. Um, but you know, if someone wants to put me in an Indy car, someone wants to put me in an ass car, I'm not going to object. Um, uh, <laughs> I just, I like the IMSA field. I like, I like sports cars. Yeah. Okay. All right. Kennedy, how about you? Have you had time to think about yeah. where you want to be? Uh, I've always really loved open wheel cars. So like, uh, formula cars and stuff like that. Um, so IndyCar, my long-term goal, that would be like a dream come true or mm -hmm. Indy lights. And yeah. like that, that would just be wonderful. So do you know who Beth Peretta is? No. She owns an Indy team. Oh, does she? she? An Indy car team and she's from Detroit. Um, so we're going to have to connect you with her and, get you on her radar so yeah yeah that's yeah. she's she's a lovely lady and she um <laughs> she had an all-woman team i don't think it was last year i think it might have been the year before um in the last couple three years it was an all-woman team which was really cool but um really cool you know and lynn st james i know her she yes. ran mm -hmm. uh in that series and there's been several women and so um, those are the women you want to get yourselves connected to. And I'm gonna, I'll am i send the interview over to them so they can hear it, uh, both of you <laughs> girls, um, because awesome. they're, they're all lovely ladies and they all want women to succeed in motorsports. Yes. And so that, that would be great for sure. So um, we've almost reached an hour. Are you girls okay going on just a little further or do you need to? Yep. Yeah, I'm good. Okay? Absolutely. Okay. So, um, there's not any other girls in your, you know, that you race against. Do your friends, like when you're in college now, but when you were in high school, Annie or Kennedy now, do your friends think it's weird that you race a car? Do they think it's cool? What? Annie? I feel like there's a, a widely known stereotype when I tell people that I race go-karts, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, you race Mario Kart? That's so cool. Wow. You just drive in circles? I, I'm undefeated in Mario Kart. And I'm just <laughs> like, yep, yep, that's it. Spot on. Uh, You're right. You got it. Um, and you don't try to explain it to them? Well, I make a joke at first. Oh, and then yeah. if okay. they just, like, if they're not into it or, like, they don't take it seriously, I just, I, le I let it be. Like, there's no point yeah. in arguing. Right. Um, but people that are interested in it, I'm like, oh yeah, check out my website, check out my YouTube videos. They're awesome. Like this is racing. Um, I've had a few good friends that have been like very supportive and like asking about how my races went or like they, 
they see my Instagram posts and they're like, they know what happened and they're asking about it. Those are the kind of people you got to surround yourself with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Kennedy, how so, about you? High school can be kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, ever since I started, you know, like I always thought it was so cool because I understood racing and like go-karts and uh, I started to realize and like people would say stuff to me that they didn't understand it and they, they think it's weird. And it's like, oh, you race go-karts and because they yeah. just they don't understand it. And um, it doesn't really like it really bothered me at first because like I would almost like get made fun of for it. And it didn't bother me that I got made fun of for it. It bothered me that they didn't understand it and that they would, if they actually knew, they would think that it was so cool and they'd want to do it. Just obsessed with it as I am. And so, I mean, it's toned down a lot. And actually, most of them almost understand it now because of most of my teachers, like my world history teacher, he loves racing. When I told him that I had to miss his class for uh, stars a couple months ago, he was, he couldn't believe that I was racing go-karts. He was just so excited about it. And it just made me so happy because it's just such a good feeling when you meet someone like that you don't know from racing that understands what go-karting is. Yeah. Because I mean, I I get it. If I didn't know what it was, somebody told me that they raced go-karts, I think that they were kind of crazy because I just think of like Mario Kart and banana peels and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't sound very cool when they were like, oh yeah, (laughs) our drivers, I race go-karts and it just, doesn't sound like it makes sense but all my friends are super supportive of it and so even if you know i've interviewed gosh 300 more or more between the magazine and the podcast and it amazes me and it's not a lot anymore it was more when i first started back in 2017 it's not a lot but It breaks my heart when I had a girl that I did a magazine story on recently and she doesn't sound, it sounded like she doesn't have a lot of friends at school because she's gone every weekend racing Mm -hmm. or whatever. She doesn't talk about it at school because they don't understand it. Just like what you just said, they don't understand it. They make fun of her. And so she doesn't even talk about it. So she she has a passion for something, just like maybe somebody at school has a passion for volleyball or softball mm-hmm. or basketball or cheerleading, any of those things. It's okay for them to talk about it mm-hmm. and wear their uniform and their jersey, whatever, because everybody gets it. Right. But because they don't get it, she's not allowed to even really talk about her passion or share it because she feels funny. She feels ridiculed Mm -hmm. about it. And when I hear those stories, um, gosh, it just breaks my heart because I think that's just such small minded people that they can't open up their, their minds and see that we all have something and and just because it's not what you like, doesn't mean it's not a good thing. Right. Um, And so I mean, you girls sound like you have a good support system and you have friends who get it. And mm-hmm. it only takes one teacher, Kennedy, yeah. to like about to like it. And then he might ask you something about it in front of the other kids in class. Or he mm-hmm. might tell some of the other teachers, hey, did you know Kennedy races go-karts? <laughs> then the word's going to kind of spread. 
and it's going to become more of a cool thing because you're probably the only one in your school that does it. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, absolutely. And so you have to just remind yourself, you know, that um, that just because they don't get it doesn't mean it's not still very cool. Oh, and, yeah. Yep, I you know, it. yeah, absolutely. For sure. So I'm proud of you for first of all, I'm glad you have support system and mm -hmm. and I'm glad you're able to at least share it. Um, at school for sure. Yeah. So uh, a lot of times I ask, are you a role model for younger drivers? Well, duh, <laughs> we know the answer <laughs> to that, don't we? So, so I'm going to just skip right over that. <laughs> but um, how have you, Annie and then Kennedy, how have you or will you make an impact on the motorsports industry? Like, let's just say, and I know you're young and it's hard to know the answer to this maybe, but how do you, you know, what do you want when you're, let's say when you're 60 and you look back at your racing career, you raced for 50 years or you were involved with racing for 50 years. What do you want people to remember about you? Um, I feel like I want people to think of me in a positive way. I just, I want to be that role model that a lot of younger women in racing don't have. Um, there's a lot of people that I look up to, Sarah Fisher, Lynn St. James. There's a lot yeah. of people that are giving back to the sport mm -hmm. um, and making these opportunities for women in motorsports. Right. And I want to do something like that, like 100%. I want to give back to the sport. I don't just want to take all the opportunities for myself. Um, I want to help younger drivers like Kennedy come up through the rankings. Yeah. Awesome. Kennedy, what about you? Um, kind of along the same lines as Annie, like helping younger girls, but, uh, mainly opening up the idea that just because we're a girl doesn't mean we can't do everything that the guys can do, like mm -hmm. picking up go-karts from stands and stuff like that, um, or anything like that, working on a car, working on a go-kart, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I didn't even ask you that if you're hands-on with your carts, and I know when you're in school, it's hard, you know, um, that has to be number one. But but do you help at all? Are you hands on or it does your crew pretty much do it? Oh, yeah. I or, built yeah built my whole go kart right now. My We're pretty hands on. Yeah. Carson Hoekemar just won the race, girls. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, hand interrupt. Sorry. Um, obviously, we're recording this on October 21st. <laughs> And it's two o'clock in the afternoon and he just made it into the round of four in the playoffs. So uh, you guys <laughs> good luck to him and he won substantially by over two seconds. So anyway, sorry good to luck. interrupt. But, um, <laughs> I'm so excited. So excited for him. Can't even say. So anyway, sorry about that. But um, yeah, uh, I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> How you well, make an impact. Yeah. Helping the younger girls for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because Kennedy, as you get older, you know, maybe you're going to be the one to help the next generation, you know, kids four, five, six years younger than you. And yeah. to keep passing that on, you know, they always say, um, I, I do a lot of reading, listen to a lot of podcasts. And, and um, one of the things they say, you know, like if you're training somebody, all you have to be is one step ahead. Mm -hmm. So if you're training somebody on how to, how to use Canva, 
you only have to know a little bit more than the person you're training. And as long as right. you always know a little more. And so that's with you girls. Annie's learning and then she's passing it to Kennedy. And then at some point, Kennedy will pass it to whoever. And so yes. we just want to keep that, that string of education there going down the line for sure. Mm -hmm. So social media, it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Like it or like it or not, it's a big deal. Yep. So yep. Annie, how do you use social media to share what you do and all those kinds of things? Um, and then if you're willing to share how people can follow you and then um, I'm also going to have you send that to me in a document so that I can put it in the show notes. So okay. um, how can people follow you and, and see how you're doing? Um, so I usually post a lot of what's happening in the weekend on Instagram and then that'll automatically post to Facebook. So if you want to follow my Instagram, it's just Annie rule underscore. And then my Facebook is my personal Facebook and it's just my name, Annie rule. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Easy enough. Yes. Kennedy, how about you? Yeah, I post uh, some of the same stuff, just like, weekend recaps and then I do all of my sponsorship and promotional content for my sponsors on there which gravitate more towards promotional reels of me talking about my story and okay. talking about the products that of the of my sponsors um then I also just do like silly things like we had me and Annie have a picture of us waving at the camera and just be me and Annie saying hi to the race weekend just yeah. stuff like that just little things like that. But you know, that's so important. Mm -hmm. It can't always be just about your races. Right. People want to know who you are. Who is yeah. Annie Rule? Who is Kennedy Tracy? They want to know, what do you like? What's your favorite mm -hmm. food? We're going to ask you that in a minute anyway. What, <laughs> what is it about you that I connect to you? I want to follow you. And so mm -hmm. those are the things that I wish more people felt mm -hmm. comfortable doing. Yeah. Right. You know, really sharing um, about themselves so that people can get to know them. So mm -hmm. um, I think that's great. So um, I'll have you girls, like I said, when we're done, you can send me a little note and give me all your links and stuff for your social media. And we'll share those so people can follow you. So this is the fun part. It's called the quick answer section. Yay. I want to know all your favorites. So okay. I'm going to ask you. Um, like the first one is your favorite food or restaurant. Annie, you go first. Kennedy, you go after that. And then we'll just go down the line and see if we can learn a little bit more about you girls. Okay. All right. Um, Annie, favorite food or restaurant? Okay. I am a sucker for hibachi food. Okay. I love fried rice, chicken. I'll mix it all up. It's my favorite. <laughs> okay. Kennedy? I like Mexican food. I love tacos. <laughs> Any okay. Mexican restaurant up my alley. Yeah. Okay. I like Mexican too. Favorite <laughs> beverage? Um, I only drink water, so water. Okay. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Okay. Annie, she's drinking soda. <laughs> Not good. Okay. <laughs> Favorite racetrack food. Racetrack food. Ooh. Um, I'd say fruit. 
I feel like fruit's always a pickup at the racetrack. Yeah, good. Kennedy. My title sponsor is French fries, Smoking Dave's French fries. I love French fries and even hell. I don't eat as healthy as I should, but favorite color? Blue. Pink. Okay. Favorite animal? Cow. Dog. <laughs> okay. A favorite vacation destination, either where you've been or where you would like to go? Um, Aruba. Okay. I like any beach. Any beach. We could go to Aruba with her. Then yeah. you can have vacation together. Favorite candy <laughs> or snack? Granola. Bagels. Oh, you're too darn healthy. No wonder you're so tiny. <laughs> I like bagels. Okay. Favorite place to shop? Target. I don't know. Maybe Amazon because they have everything. <laughs> Target know. is the number one answer, just so you know. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Target's pretty cool too. Target. Favorite racetrack? Uh, Pittsburgh International Race Complex. All right. Uh, track House in okay. South Carolina. Okay. Favorite movie, actor, or actress? Favorite movie, I love the Fast and Furious saga, but just just like the first two, only the first two. You don't want to you don't want to keep going when Paul dies. No, yeah. So there's no point. No, <laughs> I know those blue eyes. Oh my gosh. Okay, how about you, Kennedy? Mine. My favorite movie is Ford versus Ferrari. Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, I love that movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you ever seen, um, and I think it's called Enzo. Have you seen the movie about the dog? Yes. Like the heart um, of racing in so the rain. Racing I in the rain. So hard. What a great movie. So sad. So sad, but what a great movie. It really is. Yeah. It really yeah. is a great movie. It is. Um, okay. I digress. Favorite musician, song, or type of music? Um... I like country music. Me too. Me too. Kennedy. I like pop music. Okay. And you're not a Swifty? No. Um, no. I listen okay. to more like Lana Del Rey. So not okay. really. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll let you have that one. <laughs> Favorite sports team, not racing related. Steelers. Of course. <laughs> Only when they're doing good. <laughs> well, they're not doing too bad. No, not Same. Steelers. Yeah. yeah. You almost had to say that it's football season. Yeah. Do you have a favorite professional race car driver? Um, Charles Leclerc. Okay. Yeah. Kennedy, Jamie Chadwick, and when I went oh, to the, when I went to the IndyCar race for Mid Ohio, I actually got to meet her. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Yeah, I'm glad you know her. That's cool. Yeah. Um, favorite holiday? Christmas. 
Okay. This is not a hard question. I don't know. <laughs> Kennedy. Uh, I like Thanksgiving, Christmas, just like yeah. that time right there. Yeah. That, yeah. that month in there. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I, I like that too. It starts on Thanksgiving with all the football, and that's my mm -hmm. favorite meal of the year. Yes, all all that stuff, and then you've got all those. You know, in Michigan, it'll probably snow, and mm -hmm. you know, and it does make you feel like Christmas is coming. And then once Christmas is over, five days later, I have a birthday, and then there can be no more snow. It can warm up. I'm having that winter. Yeah, that wouldn't yep. happen. But that's I what agree. I yep. yep. Yeah. So, do you have a favorite TV or streaming show? Um, I love Friends. I've watched every season a million times. Okay. Yes. It just never gets old. The jokes are it, still funny, and yeah, that's yeah. like my personality. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Kennedy. Uh. I like all like the teenager things, like the summer I turned pretty, like outer yeah. banks. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, you should. You're a teenager. That's what you're <laughs> Yeah. So um, two more questions. Favorite thing to celebrate? A race win. Mm -hmm. Kennedy? <laughs> Annie stole my answer. Either, either <laughs> okay, you can have the same answer. Or a birthday. Or a birthday, yeah. That's anybody's, anybody's birthday. It doesn't even have to be mine. There's a love birthday. Yeah. Yeah. If um if we were playing Family Feud, birthday's the number one answer. Yeah. <laughs> and last question. As a little girl, did you play with cars or dolls? Cars. I played with my dolls in cars. Okay. <laughs> there you go. And then I would That's make, awesome. I would, I like to make like things to roll around in. I didn't really think of it as race cars, but I remember like, I always love like scooters, like sitting on top of like those wheelie things to move furniture. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. See, you were already interested in racing. You didn't even know it for sure. Yeah. Well, girls, that's all the questions I have now. Here's my, actually my very last question. Is there anything that I haven't asked you about? that we definitely need for people to know about Annie? I don't think so. I feel like we covered everything. I feel like everyone's going to know Annie at the end of this. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. That's the point. How about you, Kennedy? Anything that we didn't ask you about? No, I don't think so. No? Okay. Well, we, if you we think of everything after we hang up, you'll have to send me a note and say, add this to the show notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So racing's over. It's the off season. Um, if you can call it that. Do yep. you girls work on your cars or you're focusing on school now? Um, I'm focusing on school, but I still like to stay in shape for the racing yeah. season. Um that's about it. We okay. our cars are are sleeping for the yeah. time being. <laughs> they need a break. Yes. They need a break. Yeah. Yeah. They've been through a lot this year. School. Do you play any sports in school? Yeah. Um. I've played lacrosse since first grade, and the season just started up again. So I've been going to workouts okay. and okay. soon. And then I also have to focus on getting money for next year. So raising all my sponsorship, and then okay. focusing on school. Yeah. It's still a busy time. It's 
you know, I laugh when people say racing's in the off season. There is no off season. Um, you're either raising money, you're doing interviews, um, you're, you know, whatever it might be. And so, um, yeah, there really, there really is not much of an off season at all. So, yeah. Well, I have really enjoyed visiting with you girls today. I've, you know, started following you a little bit because, um, oh, just escape me. Is it Jackson? Jackson. Jackson is who, and that's your stepdad? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's who um, suggested that I talk to you girls. And I'm so glad he did because <laughs> I, I think there needs to be more of what Annie's doing for, for Kennedy. And so I would encourage if you are an Annie, someone who can share with younger girls, then um, follow her lead. I'm sure she would be happy to. I'm going to offer your services, you know, happy Absolutely. to share with other <laughs> women how to coach um, a younger, a younger driver. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, even Kennedy at this point could, could mentor or help girls that are just getting started. I mean, there's no, there's no, you know, line in the sand that says you can't go, go there. And so, right. um, I just want to encourage all of you women out there listening to do kind of what these girls are doing. They're making sure that the next generation has as much knowledge as they can, has as much fun as they can, and and keeps keeps that string of women coming into the sport. And that's what we need to do for sure. And it doesn't Absolutely. have to be the driver. That's the thing, you know, people think that I only, only interview drivers. Oh, no, I interview engineers and crew chiefs and moms and PR people and anybody that is passionate and involved in motorsports. And so, you don't have to be a driver to be involved in motorsports. Um, did you know that you can be the makeup person for the on-air talent at a NASCAR race? That's a pretty cool what? job. I mean, there's just That's so many. That you, oh my gosh. Wow. I've met two ladies that do that. That's the thing. Wow. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool, honestly. I mean, that's a nice job to have. I <laughs> it is. She owns a one of them owns a beauty salon. And then she lives in Mooresville or somewhere in that area. Mm -hmm. And so she goes and gets on a plane with whoever and mm -hmm. flies to the races. And then she's there on the weekend and she does the makeup for the, like Dale Jr. and Steve Letarte and whoever's doing the, the on air. And I'm sure other series do the same thing. They have oh, for hair sure. and makeup people. So yeah, they have to. Anyway, pretty cool job, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to let you girls go. We've had a good day uh, talking with you both. Carson Hosevar won the truck race. He's in the round of four for Phoenix. And so we're having a good day here in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And these girls are in Pennsylvania. And so we're going to say go Steelers, go Lions. I've become a Lions fan. They finally can win a game. So um, go Lions. And then... Uh, Good luck to all the all the racers out there whose seasons are not over. You know, have a good end of the season. And then um, hopefully one day I'll see you at the track, girls, in person. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. It's so nice well. talking to you. It's good talking to you, too. I'm glad we got <laughs> to. At least we, we met kind of face-to-face. -face. 
And, you know, I used to do, um, I haven't done it for a while, but I did a live social media show for a while with my friend, Brett, Brett Timmerman. And we always told them at the end, and I need to remember to do this. um, At the end of the show, we would always say to our guests, um, you know, the Women's Motorsports Network is like a family. And Mm -hmm. once we meet you and interview you, um, then you're part of our family. And so we always used to say, welcome to the family. So I'm going to say that to you girls today. Welcome to the family. Thanks for having us. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll be following you. Awesome. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Women's Motorsports Network podcast. Subscribe to my show and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. If you or someone you know would like to be featured in the Women's Motorsports Network news online magazine, this podcast or Let's Talk Racing Live, my social media show, contact me via Messenger on Facebook at Melinda Russell or send me an email at womensmotorsportsnetwork at gmail.com.